Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. It's the playoffs. Is it a playoffs? It's not the playoffs for everyone, but even if it's not, you still are playing week 14 to get into your playoffs. It's still a massive week. You said it's not. Oh, good Lord. I I will say week 13 wasn't the kindest to me. I have a lot of Justin Herbert. A lot. A lot. Uh, A lot. I trusted him even in a hard matchup, and I shouldn't have. Now, I will trust him moving forward in harder matchups. Don't trust any rookie quarterback against Bill Belichick uh, since, like, 2005 or maybe the entire time with the Patriots. Belichick does not allow a rookie quarterback to do anything. It's pretty insane. All right. Lesson learned. Yeah. So I'm not going to put too much blame on Justin Herbert. But incredibly, so we just had the Thursday night matchup. The Patriots were just god-awful. Cam Newton was benched, but that is the team that held the Chargers. I know. Like, that that absolutely blows my mind, but it just goes to show you how bad the Chargers actually are. Which is weird, because they don't seem that yeah, bad. Yeah, for Cam Newton and that offense to put together a decent game against the Chargers, like, your defense has to be incredibly bad. But yeah, the, the game last night, the Rams and Patriots game, was not pretty. No, not pretty at all. It, it was pretty for the Rams side. Cam yes. Akers looks great. That line looked absolutely amazing. They were just dominating the Patriots' defense. Literally, line. the I mean, the running lanes that they were able to create. Beautiful. I mean, Cam Akers still did his thing. Uh, That's you know, not what I'm saying. Yeah, he followed his blockers correctly. He yes. made some nice moves. He looked really good, really good. But. We have a lot of news and notes to get into. Sadly, there's still a ton of injuries we have to discuss and COVID issues uh, going into the playoffs that's going to make it a bit harder for you to set your uh, lineups this week. So should we get into it? Let's do it. It's just in. Breaking news. Breaking news. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Puppet. <laughs> Puppet. I like that. Puppet. Puppet. Watch Haunted Manor of Bly, if you have not yet. Haunted Manor of Bly. They do talk like that the whole time, so I think that's the only reason why Kate likes the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Love the accents. Uh, Michelle, what do we have for the news slate this week? All right, we have a lot of uh, people who are officially out. So Julio Jones has already been ruled out for this week against the Chargers. We discussed that with Matthew Betts on Tuesday. He noted that... Uh, there's going to be an incident where Julio Jones just snaps, and I guess it it was right after he said that. Yeah, his hamstring is officially uh, not good enough to go on Sunday, which they already knew that today, which is Friday. So it has to be pretty pretty bad, bad, right? Because you're not even a game-time decision. That's not great, and it's against the Chargers. It would have been a fantastic matchup. This hurts Matt Ryan because for some reason he can't play without Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley still does his thing. no matter what. Yeah. He does he is better though with Julio Jones, but you're still playing Calvin Ridley. I'm still okay to play Matt Ryan. It's just he really does have terrible splits he with him without is him. Codependent on Julio it's Jones. It's very weird because it's like Calvin Ridley gets good numbers. 
Yeah. Other guys get good numbers. It's just Matt but he Ryan also doesn't has a look terrible fantasy date. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Uh, Antonio Gibson has also been ruled out today, which was Friday. Um, he did not practice this week. He has he's dealing with the turf toe from that was that was expected. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't sound though. So they didn't you know necessarily say right off the bat that he wouldn't play this week. They just ruled him out. But Matthew Betts is pretty confident that it's going to be. Uh, either a while until we see him, if at all. Well, with our boy, with our boy Moss, when he had turf toe, it was every week was game time decision, and then he'd be yeah. inactive, and that lasted for three full weeks. Uh, he missed three full games with, and then a bye. So th- we could be looking at at least two games missed, maybe three. Hopefully, he's back before the end of our playoffs. Christian McCaffrey, we all have been waiting for him to come back. To come back, we thought the we thought he was giving us this gift back. Oh my like, goodness! You know what? I wasn't here all season, but you know what? You got here to the playoffs, so I'm gonna carry you through. Nope. No, Christian. After getting over the shoulder injury, or kind of getting over it, Chris to play. Uh, he's now dealing with a quad injury uh, from last week. Christopher, so he's officially out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess we're just not going to see CMC. That's absolutely heartbreaking. Good Lord. Maybe he'll be back next week. We will keep an eye on that. Josh Jacobs returned to practice, so that's good news. But it was just in a limited session. So going to have to keep a close eye to see uh, if he practices in full today. And then if he's a game... I think he'll be a game-time decision, and it's going to be difficult to know whether to play him or not. If he is active, would you start him? Yes, I think you have to. Okay, but the issue—I think you have to because, like, this is your fantasy football playoffs. They would are going against the Colts, though, who have a very good defense. Would you shoot yourself in the foot though if he fell into the end zone three times? Well, yeah, and if he, he fell crushed. into the end zone three times. So that's that's a lot. Uh, I, I don't feel great about playing him, but yeah, I guess if he's active, you probably are. I'm not starting Devonte Booker. Uh, no matter if I had to start nobody, I, w- I would keep no the spot. Matter. I would keep the spot empty before I put in Booker. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's how much harsh. I do not like him. Uh, Steelers activated James Conner from the reserve COVID nineteen list. He will officially be playing against the Bills. Great news. I'm plugging him back in. I'm excited for him to go against uh, that Buffalo defense. Yeah, I just hope the Steelers decide to run. They, uh, the, Ra- the Ravens also activated Mark Andrews off the COVID-19 list. He will be playing this week as well. He also has a fantastic matchup against the Browns. They uh, gave up a lot of points to the tight end position. There are a lot of really juicy matchups in the fantasy football playoffs for yeah. some of our studs, which is so nice. Yeah, when I was doing my rankings, there's not really a lot of bad matchups. Yeah, it, you got to feel good. Uh, Derrick Henry, hello, mm, gets the Jaguars in our first week of the... We'll get, we'll get to that, but whoo-hoo! <laughs> there is a possibility David Johnson can miss 14 against Chicago uh, for personal reasons. Now, I care because I hope that his personal reasons aren't that bad and, you know, he's doing okay, but I don't care at all for fantasy. Not someone I really was that excited to start against Chicago. Would or you ever. start Duke Johnson then no, in a full never. PPR? Why would you full ever start? Full PPR. No. Duke Johnson barely even gets receptions. He had that one. Duke Johnson? He had or? three games started without David Johnson, and there was only one good game. It was semi-good fantasy day, and it was because of a one reception for 30 yards and a touchdown. He just happened to have that one play. Full PPR? No. 
No, would you start him or Adrian Peterson? Neither. No, you've got to play the game. I guess Adrian Peterson only for the fact that they did say uh, if when DeAndre Swift comes back, they would work him in, him in slowly. Yeah, I like the play. I like the matchup. I think whoever gets the ball this week is going to do great, even if you just fall into the end zone a little bit. You're talking about Detroit running back here? Yep. Not David Johnson. No. Who has officially been ruled out. By the way, as we were just talking about this, very odd, still not starting Duke Johnson. Okay. All right. Uh, Debo Samuel foot issue, I guess, but it has nothing to do with his uh, fractured foot. Apparently, he's expected to play, but something to keep an eye on. Same thing for A.J. Brown. He's back at practice, but he did miss Wednesday and Thursday with that rolled ankle that he suffered last week. Uh, another just wide receiver to keep your eye on. I fully expect A.J. Brown to play. Are you worried at all playing him uh, with that rolled ankle? They get the Jaguars. Nice matchup. Nice matchup. And A.J. Brown is not sitable, right? If he's active, you play him. If he's active, you play him. But I do worry that maybe his upside is not... The only thing keeping him upside are those handsies. Those handsies. Those handsies. Hold on to the ball. He he blooded them up last week. Oh, my goodness. Do you know how big of a swing it was when you have Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown, and A.J. Brown fumbles right in front of the end zone? And then uh, another guy just has the fumble recovery in the end zone. So it doesn't even count for Ryan Tannehill touchdown. Tell me how you really feel. I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it because it's like, oh, nice. Like Ryan Hannell, A.J. Brown hooked up. It was like a 40-yard or 30-yard touchdown. Uh, And then it was just all taken away. No. Yeah, he he oiled his hands before the game. True quote. But, yes, you're playing him if he plays. Uh, Curtis Samuel was taken off the reserve COVID-19 list. He was only on for, what, a few days? It must have been uh, just an exposure for him. Yeah. So, guessing he just had a close contact, but has tested negative since. Car- Excelente. Carson. Well, Carson Wentz is officially be- benched. Yes. For Jalen Hurts. Everyone knows this. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, I'm not personally looking forward to starting Jalen Hurts if I needed a quarterback, but we can dig into the reasons why in a little bit. Jamison Crowder uh, for the Jets is dealing with a calf injury, and that kind of just like popped up uh, on Thursday. He was limited in practice. Keep an eye on that. He's playing against the Seahawks. Like that's a nice juicy matchup. You'd He's want- playing against the Seahawks, and you have Denzel Mims out for this contest yeah. with a personal reason. So uh, there should be plenty of targets available. If not, who catches the ball? Rashad Perryman. Rashad Perryman, yeah. Chris could Herndon. Be, could be a really sneaky DFS The Seahawks play. defense. Yeah. No, the Seahawks defense for sure. Yeah, they're the, they're going to be the ones catching all the balls from Sam Darnold. Yes. Uh, probably. That's 100% Shots what's going fired. to happen. And then last, uh, Drew Brees is targeting a week 15 return. So he will not be back this week. Hopefully we get him back for week 15 if you have Alvin Kamara. Holy and you're Jesus. depending on him. It's been rough with Taysom Hill because he refuses to target him and use him in the passing game. And we know Drew Brees only has eyes for Alvin Kamara. They so, make such a cute couple. Especially if he comes back dealing with this injury and he's going to want to get the ball out quickly. Yeah. Ooh, Alvin Kamara is going to have 20 targets next week if he can come back. I'll cheers to that. Yeah, you. All right, let's get into the matchups, okay? This week is highly important. 
And I just want to talk to you. So do you, like when you're setting your lineups and it's the playoffs, do you go about it any other way? Like, are you safer? Do you take more risks? I take more risk. Ooh, I, I think, think I'm the opposite of you. Really? Yeah. So, so tell me why you take more risk. So I, I, I'm going for the maximum boom. Maximum. I'm trying to take all of my potential and use it week by week. Is this why you always lose in the playoffs? Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Is this why I beat you every year? It's why I either win championships or I get knocked out in the first round. I do like to play it safer. So I'm going to play my studs. But when I'm looking at the flexes, instead of playing someone like Brashad Perriman, I play someone like Jamison Crowder. Yeah, but I think J- Jamison Crowder is a bad example for me because I think he's a great sailing play as well. Okay, well, I'm trying to think. It's like, some- yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play Julio Jones. So someone, so we already know Robert Woods had a bad week, right? And someone asked me last night, would you go with Sammy Watkins or Robert Woods? And I put Robert Woods in the ice play this week. I didn't like his matchup. I didn't think he was going to do that great. But I know he gets a lot of targets, and I know he's not going to give me zero. So, and Sammy Watkins, like, he could, what has he shown you? He could win you the week, but he could absolutely win you the week. But he very, very rarely wins you the week. He very rarely does anything. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to, so what I told the person is, I'm going to stick with Robert Woods in this situation because I know it's safer. And in the playoffs, I don't want to take that risk. Now Robert Woods only ended up with nine points in PPR. It's a pretty bad week. But you have no idea if Sammy Watkins is going to do better than that. But that's kind of the way I go about it. See, in that situation, I would still go with Robert Woods because, I mean, his ceiling's fine. Like, uh, this year we haven't seen Sammy Watkins have a higher ceiling than Robert Woods, period. So that that one doesn't matter so much to me. But, you know, other just high upside flex options. I So I'm deciding right now. One last thing before we actually get into the matchups. I'm deciding right now between James Conner, Giovanni Bernard, and Terry McLaurin. I have two spots, right? And I really like Giovanni Bernard this week against Dallas. Might be just talking myself into something here because he's been very stinky. But Dallas is just allowing anyone and anyone to run all over them. I think in PPR. I, I think if it wasn't the playoffs, I'd be going with Conner and Gio. But because it's the playoffs, I'm going to stick with Terry, who's a stud, and go Terry McLaurin and James Conner. Who are your wide receivers that you're sitting Terry McLaurin? Keenan Allen and uh, A.J. Brown. See, that's a situation where I would play Terry McLaurin No, over actually, it might be Adam Thielen. I'm not sure I understand. She's confused, too. Our Apple Watches always are talking to us. Yeah, she has a lot of feedback about our roster decisions. Uh, no, I just recorded my entire conversation on my Fitbit or my Apple Watch. Anyways, it, it's creep. Adam Thielen and Keenan Allen. And I'm not sitting Adam Thielen in this matchup against Tampa Bay. Fair. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into uh, some people we do trust this week. Yeah. Should we Obviously, just- we're going to be trusting our, our absolute beast, right? You have your Derrick Henrys. You have your Delvin Cooks. You have your Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry this week. Oh my good lord, their matchups are so delicious. Like when this works out this way, when you get into the first round of your playoffs and you have Derrick Henry staring at the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, and Which then you he have eats for dinner. Oh, and then he has Aaron Jones, or if you have Aaron Jones and you're looking at the Detroit Lions defense, you you don't even have to start the rest of your lineup. 
Instead of turkey at Thanksgiving at Derrick Henry's house, they serve jaguar. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Why do I picture really tough meat? Like, yeah, I don't think they'd be delicious. I'm sorry for everyone who just had to hear that, that noise. That sound was awful. Mm, um, yummy. Yeah. No, I'm really excited. I actually don't have any Aaron Jones anywhere because I'm one of those idiots that thought his workload would go down this year. I am too. Yeah. We maybe, just got nothing. Maybe right people this year. should not be listening to yeah, us. Two now. We'll see you next year. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, no, but Derrick Henry is on all of my rosters, and I'm just I'm expecting a win because Derrick Henry is going to get me 40 points. David Montgomery. That is the guy that I wanted to talk about. Dude has been uh, getting yards and a couple of scores. He has. I mean, he's Which been a good fantasy he's producer. Lo- he's looked good. He's had some soft matchups. It doesn't matter because guess what? He keeps having soft matchups. In the fantasy playoffs, he gets Houston, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. Mm. He's going to eat them up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He's actually averaging almost 20 touches per game. What more could you possibly ask for a running back? I know his his ceiling has felt low, but he's been the perfect safe floor play. Yeah, and like you just said, Houston and Jacksonville are two of those three games both are giving up the fifth most, second for Houston and fifth for Jacksonville, most fantasy points to the running back position this season. He, if you held on to him, you know, if you've been trusting him and plugging him into your lineup, he's been successful for you. And I think you need to keep playing him like 100%. I also think that in PPR leagues, uh, David Montgomery might have one of the quietest but highest target shares among running backs. Nobody's oh talking goodness. about the fact that... He is getting, he's on pace for 74 targets this season. He gets so many targets. And that was, that was like the only thing that was going well for him in fantasy is if you play in PPR leagues, he was getting like eight receptions. That's just a free eight points. It's the reason why people hate PPR is the, David Montgomery is the reason why people hate PPR. But as of late, he's been actually scoring. He's He's been been doing better. Yeah. Yeah, He's been, he's been a little bit better there. So I really like uh, David Montgomery. What about Miles Gaskin? He came back last week, had a very good week again. He gets Kansas City, who you can definitely run on. Uh, the Patriots, who we just saw. I mean, normally I wouldn't say that's an easy matchup, but we just saw the Rams dominate them, and Cam Akers had 190 total yards. And we know that Miles Gaskin is used as a pass catcher as well. And then the Raiders. That's a nice three-week run. I love, love, love Miles Gaskin. He has had 16 or more carries. There's only one game out of the six that he started that he hasn't had 16 carries. That's bonkers. There's no one there that's healthy either that's going to take anything. Matt Breda, I do believe, is oh, out. Matt Breda's never going to do anything. I'm I don't know why people keep it is a body. Up. It's a body off the field. Every right? single time someone else got hurt, they think maybe this is Matt Breda's time. It was never going Brenda. to be. Brenda. Brenda. It was never going to be Matt Stop Brenda's Stop trying time. to make Brenda happen. <laughs> It is not going it to happen. It was fun for one second last year with the 49ers. It's never going to happen again. Are we trusting what Jonathan Taylor did last week? So he had a very nice week, over 100 yards. Uh, he was used a little bit as a pass catcher. Had this, a really nice receiving touchdown from Phillip Rivers. Yeah. And this week he gets the Raiders, uh, giving up the fourth most fantasy points to the running back position. I, because the, the issue is with the Colts is that 
Jonathan Taylor looks great, right? And he had a great game last week. And then would you be shocked at all if they come into this game just feeding Naheem Hines? Oh, no, not at all. So he did only have 13 carries last week. He did. It felt like more than that because he did gain 91 yards. That's really great. Three receptions, 44 yards. So he had a total of 135 yards last week. And he did it on very few carries. So even if, again, he gets 13 carries, I do think against the Raiders' defense, that could be enough. Obviously, he's going to need a touchdown, most likely, to really give you much value. I trust Jonathan Taylor this week. I do as well. Let but, me ask you a question. But I do Miles think Gaskin or Jonathan Taylor? I'd probably go with Miles Gaskin. Woo-hoo. To be honest, because I do think Miles Gaskin has. He's safer. Miles Gaskin, I think, has. Uh, I, like, I, I'm not comparing them in terms of talent, but from fantasy production standpoint, I think that Gaskin has a pretty comparable ceiling to Jonathan Taylor based on what we've seen so far. And I trust his floor a hell of a lot more. Ooh. Heck. Yeah. A, a heck of a lot more. <laughs> Getting serious over here. Melvin Gordon. He's been decent. All right. Let me tell you, I... I you really like Melvin Gordon. I, I, feel I like do. You, you really have a thing for him. I do. And he's he's just trusty. He's so trusty. It's annoying. Because he's not super efficient. He's not like a, a good running back. But... Watching the game last week, I can't tell you. I don't know if, like, Philip Lindsay has been a little banged up. I don't know if that's to blame for any of this, but I mean, Philip Lindsay looked light years behind Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and normally Lindsay looks better than Melvin Gordon, so I don't really know what that was. You know what's weird? But he was running with absolute studly firepower. You know what's really weird is to start the season, weeks one through eight. He had three receptions, two, four, two, two, six. So he was continuing, like, consistently being used as a a receiving pass-catching weapon. But then in the last five games, he has two total receptions. That's wild. Yeah. Like, what's going on there? Drew Locke should be using his running backs a little bit more if he wants to see some success. Hopefully that picks up because it is going to be hard to trust Melvin Gordon. He is only getting, you know, 12 to 15 carries a game. If Philip Lindsay comes, you know, gets back even healthier and starts looking a little bit better, that can start getting a little iffy. I'm you have to agree, though. Is Do you think it's health with Lindsay? Because they they looked very He's been dealing with a different. lot of health issues yeah. this year. I mean, they get Carolina this week. Uh, Carolina is definitely a defense that you can run against. They have two other nice games as well. They get the Chargers and the Bills. Like, that's a nice schedule. Yeah. So if you have Melvin Gordon, I'm going to continue to play him as well. But I would rather play Miles Gaskin. I'd rather play Jonathan Taylor. I'd rather play David Montgomery. Interesting. But, well, rather, I mean, we're acting like people have all these options, right? Like, you're lucky to have one of these guys this year. It just seems like every running back is going down or has struggled. If you just heard that weird cat noise, that's our cat. Uh, he got in a fight with the neighbor's cat. Drama. <laughs> we had to pause it real quick. But, yeah, when you just hear the... It was the most dramatic noises I heard coming out of anything. Yeah, I something happened. I don't know what happened. They're not speaking to each other. (laughs) They are not happy together. Anyways, we have them separated. He's back in the house. 
Let's talk about a couple more matchups we like for running backs. Let's focus on just this week, okay? Because I want to talk about Giovanni Bernard really quick. Giovanni Bernardo. <laughs> he has had a hard schedule. And I don't want to make excuses for him because, okay, he's been really bad. And, you know, since he's lying, is really bad. And they're just a mess of a team. They're really bad. Uh, but he has had a four-game stretch of going against Pittsburgh, Washington, two of the best defenses in the league, and then the Giants, who are in Miami, who are both sneaky good on defense, especially against the run. So I think those are four hard matchups in a row, especially for a guy that's not very talented compared to other NFL running backs. You mean compared to a stud like Joe Mixon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he probably would have had the same exact stats. But he's not getting used as much as a Joe Mixon would. But let's go back to week eight. That's a long time ago. But that was his last game that wasn't against a great defense. It was against the Titans. He had 15 carries, 62 yards, three receptions, 16 yards, and two touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, only 80 yards together, but two touchdowns. Had a nice fantasy day. Had over 20 points. I do think that we have a safe play this week with Cincinnati against Dallas. Like, when I watch Dallas' defense, I really don't know if they're physically or mentally honestly capable of stopping a running back from getting five yards on any given play. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Like, it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. You knew Baltimore was running on every single play. They still... Couldn't even get close to stopping them. No. It was whatever the Ravens wanted to do, they could do. Now, the Ravens run game and the Bengals run game, two completely different things. But we've seen this every week now against Dallas. Anyone can do great. So I'm going, I feel confident starting Giovanni Bernard this week. And I think he gets into the end zone. I think he can put up some yardage. I think he can get some receptions. I... I'm not complaining there. We just have a lot of animals join our podcast today because now there's a Everybody neighbor's... Everybody is so upset. Our neighbor's dog is now very upset, apparently, but I don't feel like stopping. So you're just going to have to listen to some barking. He's a big Joe Mixon fan, that neighbor's dog. Oh, goodness. He's one of my Twitter trolls, huh? Oh, very upset gracious. about my Joe Mixon slander. Well, we've talked a lot about running backs. Should we get into wide receivers for this week then? If we're talking plus playoff matchups, can't just ignore the running backs because... Let's be honest, like, you have a lot less flexibility at running back than you do wide receiver. Yeah. I do love to talk about running backs, so that's on me. But, that yeah, is, let's yeah, let's talk about some wide receivers. Now, what we didn't even mention in our news and notes, we really forgot there, Mike Evans, he's dealing with an injury. Yes, he is dealing with a hamstring injury. Then we have Chris Godwin, who um, looks like he practiced in full, but he did just have a follow-up procedure to that that finger thing that finger thing he he had some pins placed i guess he unplaced his pins in this procedure i really like this matchup for the wide receivers on both sides of the ball the the bucks are facing the vikings this week it should be a high scoring game i really like Kirk cousins i like tom brady i like all of the wide receivers in the matchup besides probably antonio brown it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen for him right now but i'm happy with godwin evans jefferson thielen but if Evans is dealing with a hamstring injury, like, if he's active, are you willing to take the chance on him knowing that he could aggravate it on the first drive or early on in the game? Uh, oh, 
with the way he's playing recently, yeah. I know. He's playing great. This matchup is fantastic. Yeah, I think you do. And I think you have to take the risk, and it's going to really stink if he pulls, you know, he comes up on it and he has to miss the rest of the game. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. But I do think that wide receivers on both ends of this game are going to have a big day. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> oh my goodness. We don't even need to talk about him. No, we He's don't. He's so He's, good. He is a must play. Yeah. I'm still getting start sick questions with Jefferson involved. Jefferson Stop is, asking them. And it's not to say you can never bust, but every wide receiver has bust games. You have to play a guy like Jefferson in any given week. And if he has a bust game, okay. It's what happens to every player. But Jefferson's so dang good. Now, what about... The Bengals wide receivers, because we just talked about Giovanni Bernard. Now, Dallas can be beat on all levels. Every level. You can also pass on them. Uh, Do we trust Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins with Brandon Allen? I mean, Brandon Allen was really terrible, and then he kind of got injured. I feel like he didn't really. He just got benched for Ryan Finley. (laughs) But who knows? Maybe it was an injury. But it looks like he's going to get the start again. He was listed with a chest injury. It looks like he's going to get the start again. T. Higgins has been okay with Brandon Allen. Uh, And Tyler Boyd had the one bad week with him two weeks ago. Last week, he did okay. Are you starting Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins against Dallas? I I don't want to because this is just a a play that I don't think the ceiling is high enough to work. Like, I I don't want to risk it. Not in the fantasy playoffs when I don't even have proof that the ceiling is that high. I mean, what, am I, what are my choices here? Like, who That's am I what I was going to say. Between? So let's compare it to another offense where T.Y. Hilton has fa- randomly broken out. Uh, Michael Pittman had a couple nice games, kind of has disappeared as of late again. You know, rookies have their ups and downs. Would you rather go Michael Pittman or T. Higgins? Both have nice matchups. The Colts get the Raiders. But we just saw <laughs> Sam Darnold have a good game against the Raiders. I think I'd probably go with T. Higgins there. Okay. But that's like where the cutoff is, Michael Pittman. And I'm not particularly high on Michael Pittman. I think that entire offense is really hard to predict on a week-to-week basis. They're not an offense that I want to put the the rest of my fantasy playoffs in their hands. Like, I I just don't – I don't trust the consistency. Well, let's go with another one then. Debo Samuel dealing with a foot injury. But – He's very good when he's on the field. He's getting a lot of targets. Or Tyler Boyd, who gets a lot of targets. So that, actually, I was wondering. There's no, There's been no talk about Tyler Boyd uh, being suspended or anything like that, right? Mm-mm. I'm so surprised by that. I don't think any of those players from that last game that got ejected will be suspended. Interesting. Um, then I'll probably take <sighs> Tyler Boyd. So, Debo Samuel was... Uh, so, you're that worried about the injury? I worry about the injury, but I also... I Like, I, I think that Brandon Ayuk is the number one there at this okay. point. I think he's he's the guy that I would want to play. Washington's a tricky matchup as well. So, Sam Fran's playing Washington. I am scared about Raheem Mostert. I, he didn't break out the way we thought he would against the Bills last week, but it was his first game back. Uh, so I do think normally it takes a couple weeks, uh, and this week could have been better for him, but against Washington, not too excited about it. They're just a good defense all around. Does that make you nervous about Debo or Brandon Ayuk? 
It does, but I think, um, you know, again, Ike is a guy that's just been used all over the field. He's you just been, got so mad you had to slap your leg. a knee slapper. Knee slapper. We're just making a lot of odd noises today. <laughs> Are you worried at all about Stefan Dix? Because you know people get worried uh, when players have to play against the Steelers, which, guys, you probably just shouldn't have to worry anymore. It doesn't seem like the defense is all that dominant as of late. They have a lot of missing pieces. Joe Hayden is still in the concussion protocol, which would be huge for Stephon Diggs. Steven Nelson is coming back uh, from the COVID-19 list, which is good. But they're missing like every single linebacker that exists. I don't think you have any circumstance under which you are sitting sitting Stephon Diggs. He is a top 10 wide receiver so easily. He's, I mean, the, the sky is the moon. The, the, the sky is the moon. The moon. The sky is the limit? The sky is the limit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the sky is the moon. <laughs> I'm writing poetry. Um, Stefan Diggs, he's just such a target monster. How are you ever going to bench somebody with that kind of target share? Over the last six games, 11 targets, 9 targets, 12 targets, 10 targets, 9 targets, 10 targets. Well, you, you don't. don't you sit. don't sit down, but I was just wondering, are you worried at all that he could struggle? No, doesn't matter. You know who I think is going to have one of the best games of the week? Who? You know, this player has 40-point games, like, once or twice a year, and he just, like, wins a week for you. Amari Cooper. Oh. We get Andy Dalton. Let's talk about this. Andy Dalton is going back to Cincinnati. How? He has to be so excited. Hey. And they treated him so wrong. They did him so dirty. Not because they wanted to move on. The way that they benched him for Ryan Finley, who's straight garbage. The way they benched him right before the game on his birthday. That is so... <laughs> that's, Honestly, he has been with your franchise for a very long time at this point. And you know your issue is not Andy Dalton. You know it's the entire organization, A. But I you just know the know. line stunk. You know the weapons stunk. Like... It just the team wasn't very good. You weren't losing because of Andy Dalton. Ryan Finley wasn't going to come in and win you a game. Like, get out of here. And then he's been with your franchise for this long. And on his birthday, you say, you know what, Andy? You're going to sit this game out. That yeah. is so rude. Well, I want to know who, like, did anybody know it was his birthday when they well, benched once him? Well, once they, yes. Well, if they didn't, that's even worse. What a bad organization. <laughs> your coaches don't even know your birthday. And it's not some random player on special teams that they don't really care about. It's your franchise quarterback for a very long time. <laughs> don't even know I, his I birthday. I feel like I'm more upset for him than he's probably mad. Like, I'm so angry. And I can't wait to watch him go against his old team. I have this weird thing for Andy Dalton, I think. Like, I really... Oh, you've always been... A, I, I think he's an all right yeah. quarterback. I really do. The ultimate compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's as bad as people say he is. And I think this week, going to Cincinnati against the terrible Bengals defense, the Dallas offense is going to come out and they're going to put up some points. And I think Andy Dalton's going to have a fantastic game. I really do think he's a solid sleeper this week if you need to grab someone off waivers or in DFS. And Amari Cooper would go right with that. I think Amari Cooper's going to have a great game. I have a gross one. What? How about Corey Davis? Oh, Tennessee he's been Titans. so good at so annoying. It feels really disgusting, but over the last four weeks... He has not had fewer than 67 receiving yards. He's had two 100 receiving yard games. He's not knocking it out of the park as far as, like, touchdowns go, but 
Let's think of the opportunity here. He had 182 the, yards last week. 182 and a touchdown. That's unreal. And I'm not saying expect that, but I'm saying in this opportunistic matchup against a Jacksonville defense, uh, in an opportunity where you might see an increased target share because of A.J. Brown, if A.J. Brown is limited, especially if he's I out. think it'll be better for Corey Davis if A.J. Brown's there. And you get you get Johnny Smith back, but we know he was out last week for an injury. So I think there's just going to be enough opportunity there, sort of regardless of the circumstances. And he's been a relatively safe play. Well, just the way that we were talking about Derrick Henry having this great uh, couple matchups. I mean, the next two games for Corey Davis is Jacksonville and Detroit. Now, Green Bay is a great that the third matchup is great for the running backs, not good at all for wide receivers. So week 16, you'll want to get away from Corey Davis. But these next two weeks, Corey Davis could get you to the championship. And it sounds so gross. But if you have Corey Davis and you're looking for a flex player or a wide receiver too, he's a really good option. I've got enough leagues that I think I'm going to look around uh, and see where Corey Davis is available. And I'm going to try to make a run with him. You in one of on my waivers? Leagues. In one of my leagues. Okay. I don't know if you're going to find him on waivers. I think you're a little late for that. I think you're a little late for that. <laughs> good one. Real, real good one. Let's talk about uh, one wide receiver really quick before we get into quarterbacks. About Brandon Cooks, right? Because we have everyone hurt in the Texans' offense. Uh, Kiki Cootie came out to play last week. He had a better game than Brandon Cooks. But looking at the schedule, they have to go to Chicago, which is never fun for any offense. Chicago's defense is very solid, especially against the passing game and the wide receivers. And it's in Chicago. Like, yeah, I don't like that. It's likely a going to be game. cold and windy because it's always cold and windy there. And then the next week at Indy. Another hard defense. Yeah, don't like that. So those are two hard matchups. Now, if you can make it to week 16, you got the Bengals, which that's a fine matchup. But Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Watson, Kiki Cootie, you playing any of them? You trusting them? No. If you have Deshaun Watson, I mean, I. it depends on if you have a backup, but it's not like I'm going to want to go to waivers and play... Andy, like, I like Andy Dalton this week. I still don't know if I'd be brave enough to sit Deshaun Watson for Andy Dalton. Oh, I And lose not. your playoffs because of that. No, you can't. I would, I mean, unless you have some big, some big balls. No, but the question is, and they're going to get blasted if you make <laughs> that decision. Yeah. Um, I, I think the question, so, like, any anybody that's tweeted me recently and said, I'm considering benching X player for X player. Am I nuts? Literally, the only answer is, like, if that that one person has such a bad matchup and the other person has such a good matchup, the only question to ask yourself is, how angry will I be if I pick the wrong one? Oh, my God. If I lost, if I got kicked out of the playoffs because I started Andy Dalton. Who's a fine quarterback. (laughs) Who I actually, so the thing is, is I actually like him, right? So can you imagine other people? And I sat Deshaun Watson and he had a good game and I would have won. I would never forgive myself. I think it'd be 10 years down the road, and I still think about the time I played Andy Dolan over Deshaun Watson. So I wouldn't get that crazy, but I, I am a little bit worried. I am a little bit worried about Watson, and I would rather not play Brandon Cooks or Cutie in these next two matchups. No, and they're not. It's not like they're playing for anything. So don't don't put your your trust in the middle of... And the Bears are playing for everything. Yeah, I... Let, let that one go, guys. 
Just to Eddie Bear's uh, coaching no, they personnel. still have plenty of shot to get into the playoffs. Oh, God. We were doing the same thing last year. Our defense was great, like the Bears, and our offense was absolutely putrid, and we were still rooting for our team Brah. to get to the playoffs, so don't hate on Bears fans. <laughs> That's all I have to say. All right, so let's get to quarterbacks. So we were, we were talking about earlier on how Justin Herbert, you know, ruined my week 13. I am happily placing him back into my starting lineup for week 14 for my playoffs. He's had two rough weeks, actually, for fantasy, but last week was just real, real rough. But against Atlanta, giving up the most points to the quarterback position. Yeah. You trust in Justin Herbert? You plugging him back in? Hands down. And then he gets the Raiders the next week. I think he should get you to the championship. He should. Justin Herbert is a guy that I hope, if I'm facing the Justin Herbert manager, I'm hoping that last week scared them off. And they don't play him? And they don't play him against me. They're actually giving up the third most points to the quarterback position. I said the first. Um, Actually, no, they're giving up the first. (laughs) Oh, okay. Excellent. So I'm just going in circles here. Circles here. They're giving up the third most points to the wide receiver position, which was going to be my point. Keenan Allen, okay, like, yeah, you're playing him every single week. He's always a top guy. But Mike Williams, I feel like every time I bring up that we can trust him, we can't. I do think we can trust him this week. (laughs) So we can't. Okay, are we thinking about Austin Eckler coming back? He came back two weeks ago. And in the last two weeks, Justin Herbert has really been bad for fantasy. And earlier in the year when he played with Austin uh, Eckler for two games, he only had one touchdown and was kind of mediocre for fantasy. Is this an Austin Eckler issue with Justin Herbert where they're running it more or they're just doing more shorter passes and they're not taking deep shots as much? I don't think so. Because, like, watching the games, I mean, they really just – looked dominated on all fronts against the Patriots, which is, it's just, it blows my mind to watch the Patriots against the Rams on Thursday night football. And remember that that is the same team that rocked the Chargers so hard. Like just absolutely crazy. But no, I like playing Herbert and playing Austin Eckler and playing Keenan Allen. And I will play Mike Williams. Like I'm fine with playing him. If, would you go Mike Williams or T Higgins? Ooh, I'll probably go with Mike Williams. I would too. Because I think the ceiling's a bit higher. I think the floor's probably the same. Yeah, I, I agree with you. What about Mike Williams or, I'm trying to think of a good one, uh, Brandon Ayuk? I'll go with Brandon Ayuk there. He gets so many I think targets. he just, he gets the target share, but I mean, the dude has been incredibly, incredibly safe in the games he's actually been active. You want to talk about a great matchup this week. Let's talk about Sam Darnold against the... Ah, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were being serious about Oh, no. You All right. Do not play... So Seattle's giving up the second most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Don't play him. Don't play Sam Darnold. I know. Like, I'm not... I I'm know. nervous that I'm going to get those questions this week. Well, because he just... You know, he did very well against the Raiders. He had three touchdowns. Guys, he had three passing touchdowns total going into that game. He had four total touchdowns going into that game. He put it all the way up to seven. He now has seven touchdowns in 2020, and we are uh, going into week 14. All right. Not good. And so I don't care that Seattle's giving up a bunch of yards and scores. No. And I think that, um, what's his name? 
Adams, Jamal Adams, will like be on top of Sam Darnold every single second. I think he might sack Sam Darnold ten times. That would be delicious. I mean, that would be bad for Sam Darnold. Oh yeah, but like, I'm I'm happily playing Seattle's defense. Oh, a hundred percent. I think they're gonna get to him. They're gonna rattle him. He's going to be seeing ghosts, and it's gonna be a, a bad game for the Jets' offense. Yet Give again. me one more quarterback that you like this week. Um, let me look here. I just gave you Andy Dalton. Why do you need more? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just stop at Andy Dalton, and and we're good. Like we don't need to talk about any more quarterbacks. You know, Tom Brady's been struggling a little bit. But I do like him coming back out of the bye as long as Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are still there. He at least needs one of them. Um, So if Chris Godwin's fully healthy and playing, I I like him against the Vikings. I I mentioned uh, this matchup. I think it's going to be high scoring. I'm happily playing Tom Brady this week. And then Ryan Tannehill. I mean, that was the guy I wanted to bring up. They got demolished by the Browns last week. They ended up coming closer towards the end there. Garbage time. Ryan Tannehill should have had, he had three touchdowns. He had over 300 yards. He had a great fantasy day. But he should have had 400 yards and like five touchdowns. His wide receivers and his playmakers just kept letting him down. Uh, And then, I mean, any of his interceptions were not his fault. Yeah, they just kept getting tipped off of the wide receivers. It was just a terrible, sloppy game. Yeah. It was very. very sloppily played. No, I think he only had one interception, but there's a bunch of, like, the fumbles. People fumbled, so then they would lose the ball, and it's like, oh my goodness, they're right there to score. Ryan Tannehill should have had a 35, 40-point game, and he just ended up having a a good 25-point game. Well, and the the matchup is so juicy. I love the matchup, so I talked about Corey Davis. They're facing the Jaguars. There are only three quarterbacks that have faced... The Jaguars defense that only threw for one touchdown. Wow. And that is Philip Rivers, Sam Darnold, or sorry, Philip Rivers, Joe Burrow. Big difference. (laughs) (laughs) Big difference. And Matthew Stafford, which none of these guys, like Joe Burrow, he he put up a bunch of yardage, but he wasn't huge on the touchdowns early in the season. I mean, all of those are guys that I wouldn't expect to post three touchdowns. So I think you could be in a very nice spot for a monstrous Ryan Tannehill game. And you know Derrick Henry is going to keep you, if he doesn't snipe all the touchdowns for himself. That's always the issue is Derrick Henry could do that, but I think there'll be enough to go around. We saw Kirk Cousins last week, 305 passing yards, three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook still did his thing. I'm not worried about Ryan Tannehill being sniped from Derrick Henry. No. I think both will be fantastic plays this week. And like you said, you start your A.J. Brown, you start Corey Davis. And if Jonu Smith starts, I'm fine with playing him as well. Let's go to someone that I'm a little bit nervous about, but I don't want to be whatsoever. And it's Josh Allen. He has a hard schedule. Uh, He has Pittsburgh and Denver and the Patriots. And I know that what we just saw last night uh, from the Patriots against the Rams, that maybe we shouldn't be scared about this. But it is in New England. It's a divisional matchup. Those are just completely different than flying across the United States to go to California to play against the Rams. Like just completely different. Yeah, Bill Belichick. Those are three hard games, I think. They're three hard games, and Bill Belichick has, like, it is going to be hard to play and feel comfortable with Josh Allen in your fantasy championship, and that's because you're looking at, at... Bill Belichick, who 
plays him twice a year. Mm-hmm. And that's that's tough. And I think right now, if you're looking at which number one weapon do I need to shut down, it's Josh Allen. 100%. Yeah, and it's at Denver. Now, they're not as hard of a defense as New England or Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's down a lot of players, like I mentioned. I am still starting Josh Allen, but are you worried at all? Last year against the Steelers, they beat them in Pittsburgh, and this is in Buffalo. But Josh Allen had a terrible fantasy day. I mean, 100-something passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. I do think Josh Allen has grown a lot. Oh, yeah, and that's why you can never look at his last year's stats and compare him to anything because he's a completely different quarterback. So I'm not worried about him having that type of day, but are we worried at all that it could be? I think it's going to be a a floor day for him, which hasn't been a terrible floor. Yeah, he had 139 passing yards last year, one passing touchdown, one interception, only uh, 28 rushing yards. He did get in... uh, a rushing touchdown as well. Um, I, I like. I'm still playing him with confidence. Let's say but you maybe have to choose between upside on the other end uh, in your flex. Let's say you have to choose between Justin Herbert and Josh Allen. Herbert gets Atlanta. Josh Allen gets Pittsburgh. But this is the choice I made last week, and uh, didn't work out. No, it's like Josh Allen had to go to San Francisco, play against a harder defense, and uh, so I play Justin Herbert. Uh, who got to stay home and play against the Patriots, who are also tough defense. I chose the wrong way. So help me out. Which way am I going? Josh Allen against Pittsburgh, Justin Herbert against Atlanta. I'm I'm going with the the guy that I think has the higher ceiling this week, and that's Justin Herbert. But Josh Allen's the better quarterback. I agree. You're stressing me out, and I'm stressing myself out about this decision. I just think... like I said, I shoot for the moon in these kind of situations. I want to maximize the potential of my fantasy football roster. And that's how you win championships. Get ballsy. All right. Well, I think we hit on plenty of players. I think and we did. if you have any other questions, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Ball Blast em, Ball Blast EM, and this is Michelle. You can follow me on Twitter, Kate, at FFBallBlast. Be sure to follow the show at BallBlastFB on Twitter. Uh, check out our work at BallBlastFootball.com. If I did not, if we didn't hit on a player that you're thinking about or wondering about starting, I have a Fire and Ice Start Sit article that I post every week, and it lists, like, what, 99% of the players that matter. It's taking um, over Matthew game. Berry's uh, love and hate Yeah, article. oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm Quickly overtaking. Yeah, no, but it puts each player into a category. Um, I have emojis, so... Go check that out. And see Everybody if loves emojis. It, I know. Emojis are just fun. I think it's because none of us have attention spans. But, like, I can I can conceptualize what you mean by yeah. a little sleepy emoji. Yeah. Or I, a little cold emoji. Or a little, ooh, yeah. <laughs> Don't play them. You're chilly. Chilly. <laughs> Nobody likes being chilly. No. Anyways, good luck in your playoffs. I We hope you're back next week to listen to our Week 15 episode because that means you made it through. Woo! And you're going to make it through. Right? Yeah. Of With course. that attitude, you will. All right. Let's do this, guys. Good luck, everyone. Bye, y'all. Bye.